Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are two wild and crazy guys. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. April 20th, 2021. Happy Tuesday to you. 420 edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Tuesday edition of the show. How is everybody doing? I'm phenomenal. Before we get started, I just want to throw a huge suck it to Purdue. Oh, wow. Suck it, Purdue. Yeah, suck it, Purdue. We're on the same page today, Justin, for one of the few times that will ever be said. But Purdue, they can suck it because the Cats brought the brooms to Omaha for the sweep. Woo! Final four bound, baby! They haven't lost a set yet. They didn't lose a set for the first, like, 20 games of their season. They really have been. They only played 22. Yeah, they, they, they lost. They didn't lose a set in the fall season at all. Yeah, you're right about that. And then they, they, I guess the only one they lost is in the game to Florida. Did Florida, I think they played Florida twice though. Did yeah, Florida yeah. get a set when they played here? Oh, I think they swept them here after losing them five. Gotcha. No, uh, I think you are right about that. Yeah, I think they like came back they came the next back day. And we're just like screw you yeah, guys. I actually think it was both of the same location because they just played the same team twice yeah, back they would to do back series. Yeah. yeah, and then Florida had Wisconsin on the road. Man, that was which close. Been nice. I, I was really ready to fire off that it just means more tweet, but. Uh, couldn't get it done. I have to save it in the draft. They got a uh, they got they got a little shaky down the stretch. Got had a bird rotation there, but man, UK volleyball really good, really fun to watch. Allie Stumler is a freaking beast. Gabby Curry too. I know the little barrows don't get as much shine because they don't just hit the hell out of the ball. Well, they're but, selfish. They have to wear a different color shirt. Yeah, Ooh, everybody look, look at, at me. me. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> but they, but she is all over the damn place, man. Some of those like it has to be so disheartening when you finally think you've got a, a good little offensive set going you, you put the ball down and then curry just comes flying in with the dig like that that just that has to be has to take a little bit out of you she was doing that all last night uk started sloppy but got their stuff together after i don't know 10 points or so they were down 10 or excuse me they were down 5 107 0 run boom that was all she wrote they never looked back after that and beat no, actually i think purdue got like the lead 21 20 or something 21 22 and uk just had to go on a little bit mini run, run and close that bad boy out so Man. once they went on that run that you're talking about i was like all right they're fine yeah yeah and then then once Purdue tied it back up and it, things got a little dicey late, I got nervous again. And then after the first set, I said, "All right, they're good. I'm yeah. going to bed." <laughs> <laughs> well, but like at the at the beginning of the game, you saw Madison Lily missing sets. I mean, it's one thing if you miss a serve or something, or you hit it out of bounds, you can start. But when your your setter, who's the SEC Player of the Year, is missing, that's when you're just like, "What? What? What's going on here?" Ladies, let's get this together. But they got it together. They were they were great. That second game, they really uh, put it together. And then in the third, it was cruise control for most of the way. They were just absolutely dominant. Going to the Final Four, they'll play Woo. Washington on Thursday. The Huskies, they were the team who – they're the Cinderella story. They've won all of their games in five sets, including uh, trailing Louisville 5 nothing. They had been blocked five times in a row. 
They were down 10-4, I think 11-5, came back and won in the fifth set. So they're they're just the cardiac Huskies. Dogs. So the death-defying dogs, if you will. Sure. And now it's time for Kentucky to squash that Cinderella story. And then it would Finish be them. Wisconsin or Texas waiting in the national championship game, which is pretty exciting. Kentucky, the only team in the tournament not to drop a set up to this point. You're right. Uh, we were pretty close to having a U of L UK Final Four 2012 really? repeat, different sport volleyball this time. That would have been fun. And yeah. I think that's Friday night, right? Thursday at seven. It's a seven o'clock. Thank the oh, Lord yeah. they're Gosh, making them go away. But man, I would have. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Oh, great. Now i got to look and see what time my volleyball game is. Oh, Nick, Lord. I'll ask you since you watched the whole game and TJ uh, went to bed after the first. That was not what I wanted to say, but I better keep it radio appropriate here. Um, <laughs> is Allie Stumbler, easy MVP of that game last night, or or does Curry or even Maddie Skinner have a case? My goodness. she That play that she made where she stretched out completely, pancaked it. Pancaked the it. spike. Yeah. That was crazy. I mean, that's one of those things that, you know, sometimes when I, I, I've been watching for 10 plus years and I still don't really know that much, like, I, but I know enough to enjoy it. Any idiot who's never watched a game of volleyball in their day in their life could see that and go, my God, how did she do that? I mean, it was just unbelievable athleticism. Uh, I, I think for consistency, definitely. Uh, you you would you would give it to to Stumler. She's a beast, and and we mentioned Stumler and Curry. They're both. I mean, Curry was just, went to Assumption. Stumler, Southern Indiana girl. So uh, pretty cool. Just really cool to see them playing at a high level, and also looking pretty unfazed. Because I think there's times when we've seen UK in the NCAA tournament before, and they just they get in, in modes where they can't withstand runs. And uh, this team, I know. Is, they were pretty dominant, but whenever adversity struck, they were fine. Yes, that's been kind of the case for them in the little fall season. They didn't face much of it then, uh, but like we talked about to start this segment, losing to, uh, your only game that you lost, the only sets that you lost, and then coming back the next day and sweeping the team that did that to you kind of shows some resiliency. Bad news, volleyball game on Thursday for me is at 7.30. Oh. Mm. Really the worst time. I'd rather just be at seven. You know, I missed the first 45 minutes. Boom, I'll at least get to see the finish. Now I'll get to watch just a little tiny bit of it, and then maybe the very well, end. The one positive I, is it will definitely be on the televisions where you're playing. So you can, you know, hey, what's the score? You know, you, you could at least maybe get some updates throughout. Mm, my court's pretty far away from any of the nearest TVs. Oh, so. well, you just must be playing at a terrible no, it's great. It's you need great. to come to the it's, South End. That's what happens when you play great, in the D-League. It's a great place. Oh, I forgot to – I got in a little bit late today. I forgot to send over the text from this morning. You think you're going to be able to handle that, Justin? I can do it. Yes, oh, sir. Wow. Hey, but first, I got a little bone to pick. That new oh, – I bet you do have a little bone that, to pick. <laughs> that, I'm going to leave that one alone. The new alternative Kentucky logo, absolutely hate it. Oh, who cares? Absolutely hate it. You don't like the Wildcats? It's, it's not birds? 2017 it, anymore, It's too buddy, much right? like Kansas State. I, I, just, I love it. I just Put saw it on it, the helmets. I just saw it Same. last night, TJ, and I absolutely hate it. the The Kentucky logos, especially the ones of the Wildcat, are so iconic. I just I don't know why you would change. I it. mean, to be fair, the '90s ones were there over the the UK logo, like the Wildcat standing up and has the paw print coming out. But the thing is, we hated. I mean, we hated that in the early 2000s. Like we couldn't we wait. To, yes. 
People hated Speak for yourself. People hated that this logo. This is awesome. I, I would have that logo for eternity. If I, I could. never hated it, but I also was on the. I was like, yeah, probably it's time to get something new because they'd had that logo forever. It was the. It was the. It's awesome. It was kind it was of the patina, actual kinda. color wildcat, but before that, it was the silver one. Yeah, which one was better, the gray or the orange one? Cat. The gray. If people want to be honest, I don't Nick, even John. remember the gray one. Like, oh, are you talking about like the really old one? No, yeah. no, 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 no. They had a gray one over the UK. Like they had the yeah the cat was the same but it was like a gray and then there was an orange one. Oh yeah yeah the gray is far superior. But like why 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 can't why can't we have that? Now this one great radio stuff. Now this one from like the fifties that one's cool. Yeah, where it uh, it, it just it's looks like the a face of it's a yeah. yeah. Like you look like you'd see like oh, a slightly a overweight man it. holding it by its neck and launching it into the yard, only for it to run right back. <laughs> out. That's the one with like all the neck hair sticking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that one's good too. Oh, yeah, good, yeah. great, great radio segment. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't mind the new one. Uh, I actually, I kinda, just well, use I, them. You just use them. Don't just put them as a little thing on the side of your pants. Oh yeah, yeah. Put it prominently, and I, I guess, use it or you know, lose it. People. It, uh, Justin, one one thing that UK fans thought when this logo came out is if you look at it like you know you look at it where you see the mouth and the teeth. If you look at the teeth as if it's birds' beaks, it kind of looks like two birds going at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll have to look into it further. Man, I really do. You appre- have it pulled up? I really appreciate I'd, that. We why have would Justin, I have it pulled up? Because we're talking about it. Justin is just. This is this is like yeah, sports talk coming to Canada, you know. <laughs> You're getting your takes four or five years later. Justin's like, this, what's this with the checkerboard? I, mean, I, I hadn't <laughs> I hadn't seen that logo yet. In all fairness, yeah, because they don't really fit. They put it on like their short their their football pants on the hip, and do they put it anywhere on the basketball uniforms at all? No, it's not on the basketball uniforms. Yeah, I mean they don't they don't use it very much, so I can understand why. I really wanted to see it on a helmet for a game. Just be cool. This will change up. That would be great. People would go crazy about it. People would change their tune if they saw that on a football logo helmet. on a football Cause helmet. Because that's where most logos or anything like that, they look at their best on a football helmet. At a minimum, they'd be like, all right, I, I used to not like it. I think it's pretty – I think it's solid now. Yeah, yeah. That You just said, you just said the words many other people – Will say yeah, someday definitely. when Kentucky wises up and puts that bad boy on a, on a football helmet – yeah, some of the like some of the like I think baseball has it on some of their jerseys, or at least a jersey. I know softball I think had it on some of their jerseys. Softball jerseys are horrible for UK. People want to complain about jerseys somewhere across the board. The softball ones They look very ill fitting. They look like very like two thousand and three, which is a bad time for jerseys. That was yeah. not that was not really UK controlled. baseball might have the best. UK it's baseball the has the best jerseys on yeah. campus. Yeah, well, why is it so hard to just have, write some script letters on some damn basketball? I'm uniforms? so happy Kentucky didn't mess up the baseball jerseys. Baseball jerseys just first and foremost are really hard to mess up, but you almost feel like if somebody could do it, it'd be UK. And <laughs> no, they crushed it. They went the other way. Those little cream ones with the script are great. Oh. Just the normal one that say Wildcats, the white. They're clean as all get out. And then Kentucky has always had a interesting history with black jerseys, but I think Kentucky baseball has perfected them more than maybe the football black jerseys were great. I hate that they went away from yeah. those. Like you know, spe- you know, you know, every like a night game a year, pop those bad boys on. Yeah. But the baseball team wears them much more frequently. They got the little checkerboard on the like right on the sleeve. Looks really sharp. And then I think they have the logo that Justin hates on the other arm. Mm. Uh, and I think they sometimes wear the hat with that logo with the black jerseys, which is just too smooth. Folks. Sp- speaking of, uh, Batcats get another chance to kick the Cardinal Birds' teeth in tonight. Yeah, they just. 
SEC is really tough. SEC baseball is better than SEC football. SEC baseball is better than SEC softball. It's really the best thing the SEC has to offer. So Kentucky just is going to, especially this season, they're just, they're, I mean, they're probably always going to have challenges in the SEC with baseball. I doubt they'll ever dominate the conference like they do in basketball, but this season it's going to be even tougher. They just need all the wins they can get anywhere that they can get them, Roush. So beating the number four team in the country, because I think that's what Louisville's ranked. Louisville just struggles in midweek, and then they clean up the ACC on the weekend. So this is a midweek game. Kentucky, you go for the sweep. You're back at home. You did kind of the hard part winning at U of L, and wins over your rivals, even with how conference plays goes, Roush. That's a way to kind of stay above water in the baseball program. You can mm-hmm. keep a little bit of momentum. You all, If you win tonight, regardless of what happens the rest of the season, when you're recruiting against, and I know Louisville's program is far superior than Kentucky's at this point, unfortunately, but you can say, listen, we just need a little bit more depth and the toughest conference in the history of sports. But when it comes to in-state rivals, we beat them, so you at least have that pitch. Obviously, Louisville can sell, like, hey, don't you want to go deep into the tournament and do that stuff? And <laughs> Kentucky's had their fair share of draft picks, Louisville as well. But uh, you just need anything you can get, Roush. Any recruiting advantage you can get over U of L right now would be huge. So if you can sweep this regular season series, you best go on and do it. So I hope uh, the Batcats are locked in tonight and can take advantage of a Louisville team, like I mentioned, that is not very good midweek games this season. But they're still ranked fifth. The yeah, because they, they dominate the weekends. The ACC teams on the weekends, they, they're doing really well in conference. And I don't know how much of that is level of competition or whatnot uh, on the weekend series. But And, and uh, you got to remember, think about baseball, and I would say this back when Kentucky would have good, you know, actual good teams, is midweek games are kind of wonky. You pitch like a middle yeah. reliever. And it's kind of just somebody that you hope down the road is a good pitcher. So you're young guys kind yeah. of deal. Yeah. And sometimes those guys bring their stuff, and if they do, you're probably going to win. And then other times they just don't, and you lose. The midweek games, that's where you get some really wonky things. And that could work to Kentucky's advantage tonight. So uh, you like it when you're kind of the underdog, and you don't probably love it when you're the favorite. But uh, Batcats, yes, I think that game starts at 6. Uh, five, and it's on nice. It's on national television, too. Either the U, or, I think it's on the U. Uh, you know, the national television bit. That That's cool, but I, they just need this game not to be like a six-hour baseball game. Yeah, yeah. It's just nice if you can turn it on instead of having to go to your watch ESPN app. That's that true. Sucks. Five o'clock, good. So yeah. maybe it won't be like till It'll the end at 10. But crack a midnight. Which, by the way, same thing with that volleyball game before. I mean, it was a great game between Ford and Wisconsin. But even Brooke was like, this volleyball game has been on forever. It's been on all night. I turned it on after supper. Still going on yeah, after baby's asleep. Couldn't it, believe how long it was. It wasn't even the game even. Like, after the game as well, I was sitting there waiting for the Kentucky game to start. And there was oh, this no. – they, they checked in on the stadium, and it had like 12 minutes left. I was like, how in the hell is there still 12 minutes? I mean, minutes? poor Katie George, she's basically doing an entire radio show right. in between. I mean, they had to go 45 minutes of just filling up time. What'd she talk about? I don't know. I ended up watching Steph Curry hit a bajillion threes. Good lord! She it was just the standard uh, good performance. Yeah, yeah was, you know you you had your cookie cutter type stuff. Yeah, highlights, yada yada. But I just man chopping yada, in yada, on the yada. M- it is a nice time of the year to just click on the NBA for a little bit, especially when you realize ooh there's on the guide that there's only twenty thirty minutes left. You're like oh I'll get to see. The fourth quarter, because um, if there's one thing we know about NBA games, you only need to watch the fourth quarter. And 
Steph Curry hit, hit like seven threes in a row. He's already hit five tonight, and then you just got Mike Breen going, bang. It's great. Best three point shooter in NBA history. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love I love the meme too uh, of Mike Breen. It's about and it's about to say bang so mf and hard. <laughs> I just love it. Don't think I've seen it. It's it's a great meme. It's a great meme. I saw where the, it was games with more than 10 threes made. Uh, he had six with 10 minutes to play, and he just scored 25 points in the final six minutes. It was nuts. Uh, games with more than 10 threes made, he said 21. The next person is has five. Jeez. All of those three-point records, he's – I mean, Ray Allen isn't with even in spitting distance. I mean, it's it's just unreal how crazy Steph Curry is at shooting threes. Yeah, it does make you wonder, like the future of basketball. And, and I think he, maybe other generations would have other players that they would say. I'm sure every generation has had one, but it's like some of the stuff you see Steph hit. It makes you think 25, 30 years down the road, are people going to be able to do that from like 40 feet consistently? Well, like where you just kind of throw the ball. Like he he'll just throw the ball up in the air unbalanced, you don't even know if he can actually have a view of the goal, and it just goes in. It's unbelievable. Like He has, I think, progressed basketball in ways that people don't talk or discuss nearly enough in the sense that like he, now it's just a three-pointers game. Here's a take that I hope folks in Oakland Sports Talk Radio had after he surpassed Wilt Chamberlain's uh, scoring record for the Golden State Warriors. The way Wilt changed the game for bigs and soon after Wilt, that was for the next 25 years, it was all seven-footers. Just really dominated the game. Mm-hmm. Akeem, Shaq, et cetera, et cetera. I know they were a little bit later, but Kareem. That's a big jump, but yeah. <laughs> you know, I, but like starting with Wilt, ending with Shaq, uh, you know, that's 30-some-odd years of just the seven-footer who could bully anybody in the post, who could score in the post. Was the, that, that was what dominated the game. You could say that Steph – is going to be that trendsetter for the NBA where having a not just above average three-point shooter, but a consistent three-point shooter who can get open readily, that's going to be the next dominant yeah. phase of the game. Who, who who was the last dominant big? Would it be Dirk or Tim Duncan? I would Tim In terms Duncan. of like winning championships? Tim Duncan, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I wouldn't even classify Dirk. Yeah, I put him at the he, four. Yeah, but it's still a big that like won by not – he shot a lot of threes, on, though. Yeah, but he didn't rely on threes. He relied on that just beautiful fadeaway. He, yeah, that footer. mid-range game. Uh, so that that was probably one of my favorite NBA finals. And it was teams that I don't care about in the slightest. But that Heat well, no, Mavericks. No, we were Heat fans last year. That, Terry, that The Heat yeah. Mavericks series, that was great. It was just like literally one dude beating a super team. A lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I think you, you have to say Tim Duncan because Dwight Howard checked all of the boxes for the – Big that was going to dominate the league for a while. I know he was a head case, but getting a, being a, a a great big and getting your team to the finals, that's kind of where it's at. And if you want to do more, you have to be able to do more. A la Anthony Davis, you got to be able to knock down some um, outside shots. Yeah, well, and you know those guys could too. Even Shaq at like the end of his career could knock down little elbow jumpers and. All that fun. I stuff. thought you were going with threes. I would have. I was no. about to pull out my wallet and bet as much as you want. No, no, no. He, he never got. He never got that far. Um, Remember just all the teams he played for. Yeah. In his career. Oh, he was just cashing checks. Good for him. Yeah. Shaq or Dwight Howard, because they both have made their trips around the league. Ooh. Can we name what team Dwight Howard plays for right now? Yeah, he's 76ers. 
Really? Yes. I think he's that's right. Having yeah. one of his best seasons. Yeah. I know he was the Lakers like, last year. I thought he went to DC, but that was probably before the Lakers. He's he's uh he he's playing well. At least I think from like a rebounding standpoint, I shouldn't say one of his best seasons ever, but from a rebounding standpoint, I think it's like Per is is one of the best it's been. Yeah, he's he's with 76ers. Oh, well, I didn't see Just him last cool night. Just a cool 6'10", 265 pounds. <laughs> Jeez. That's a, big, that's a big human. Hey, Roush, what can you tell me about Josh Caddis? He's a really good tight end. Is it somebody you think Kentucky would want to add to the program? program? I know it's somebody that Louisville really wants to add. In fact, Jody Dimling described him as wow. their top target at tight end. Really? Cause yeah. that That's funny. One of my friends, UofL friends, who is big into recruiting, and he, he's kind of a butt slapper, but it's okay. He looks at me as a butt slapper. So it, it, you yeah. know, it, it works out well. But I was like, oh, wow, Kentucky's good football recruiting momentum. It's going to continue. And he was like, who are you all getting this time? And I was like, Josh Caddis. And he just went, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, didn't, I, didn't, I, I just thought, like you are saying, it just because, like, oh, Kentucky's getting somebody. I didn't realize this dude was a big UofL target. Yeah. They're, they're, as, like I said, Dimling, just last week, you can't even spin your way out of it when literally the day after he said he was a top target, I think Wilt Fong put in a pick for Caddis. Oh. So... Man, real tough for the <laughs> yeah. cards. Still looking for that first commitment. Poor Jody Dimling just has to like fight the good fight of being mouthpiece, but then just like at some point, what what can he tell his subscribers? <sighs> I don't know. Like what can he? Yeah, this is okay. Like it's uh, gonna be a small class. They may get somebody named Popeye, who's a Ooh, Popeye like Jones? an edge rusher. Oh, who's pretty actually pretty good. Okay, well, good for them. Yeah, they'll get a player. So UK, but you do you do like Caddis if he were to commit to Kentucky? Man, ah. Today, I really like Caddis because most of the time, to be frank, most of the tight end film you watch of these high school kids, they're usually split out playing some sort of flex, and that they're good pass catchers, but they really just use their size uh, to dominate. And some might have a little bit of explosiveness, but you don't see them mixing it up and getting really physical that often. This dude's already built like a SEC tight end, six four, two forty five. And he's a, oh, well, that plays over because there's three guys tackling him. Oh, wait, no, it's not. Just <laughs> And it's not just being a big physical guy. It, it takes some balance to take some blows and then keep your legs going and get five more yards and get to the end zone. He can do that. He can line up as an H-back, be a lead blocker. He can reach block from the outside. And uh, he's at Cincinnati Moeller, which – Good program. Yeah, yeah. Program. Kentucky's already got two from Moeller on campus right now. So that's a, that's a nice little pipeline to tap into. And I, Michigan had offered, Louisville had, I guess, uh, as Roush tells us, made him a priority. Michigan, his dad was a team captain for Michigan and Say all what? Big Ten tight end for Jim Harbaugh. Nice. He caught eight touchdown passes from Harbaugh his senior season, got drafted by the Bengals, uh, and Harbaugh offered him. So it's like, oh, so you're going to turn down dad's quarterback. That's pretty that's a, significant. That's, to not know that either. Roush is dropping little tidbits of, was there noise that I heard in my ear? My bad. <laughs> what was that? I don't He's expect anyone ready. to text me at 730 in the morning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't muted my phone yet. Did you really have to add the 730 in the morning part? Well, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Kidding, Justin. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. No, we texted you yesterday. <laughs> well, you texted us, but we responded. Uh, me, it took a little bit of time. But. 
So Louisville wanted them, top priority, Michigan, legacy. And then this is a little underrated part, but I do think it's at this time to be able to just go steal a kid out of Cincinnati that Cincinnati was prioritizing too with how hot that program is and being able yeah. to sell playing in your backyard. Mm-hmm. A lot of momentum in Cincinnati's program as well, which is not ideal for Kentucky. We'd rather Cincinnati kind of stink. Yes. Um, so this past season wasn't wasn't great. but Because they can sneak up and get the – the big scraps that Ohio State leaves behind. They they could they could steal a recruit or two from Kentucky. I, don't think I mean, it's imp- I think they're a bigger recruiting well, threat than Louisville. These guys came there via the transfer portal, but Mike Warren was their star running back for their team last year. Was there? Yes, bowl. they lost to Georgia. Yeah, yeah. So Mike Warren was their big running back, and then their left tackle was the kid that uh, James Hudson. They both went to Toledo Central Catholic. Kentucky recruited them both. I think Warren went to Toledo. Uh, and then transferred to Cincinnati. Luke Hudson, Fickle seems to be next in line for one of the big boy jobs. Yeah, Hudson was a Michigan guy that transferred down. But they were both two of their best players on their team last year. And those guys are ones that Kentucky kind of normally gets when recruiting out of Ohio. Uh, and you're right. I don't know where Fickle's ultimate destination will be. A lot of people – so he's an Ohio State guy. Yeah, so and, like are people just wanting him to be with Ryan Day? Do they want – well, because he was with – I don't think he actually was on the same staff as Day um, when Urban Meyer was there. But many people are saying that, you know, if Harbaugh goes out, Fickle checks all of the boxes, but could he be a Michigan man? Could he put on that maize and blue? And Fickle at Michigan would finally be their, like, we – Fickle's awesome. We had to. He, we had he's to. He's a great uh, coach. He's going to win national championships. What is it? If you can't beat him, join him. I mean, that's what Michigan would have to do. But you can't the beat thing Ohio is, State, we make fun of Louisville fans when they're like, "Oh, there's too much UK stink on them." But like, who cares? Just go get the best dude. Yeah. Who cares about stink? If you're that paranoid, you got much bigger. And issues if you want somebody as, who's as going is. to actually beat your rival, I think the guy who knows what they're doing, <laughs> yeah. how the soup's made. Oh, soup. Let's yeah. go to a commercial break. Maybe get some soup? No, a little too early. For no soup for you. For soup. It's going to be another beautiful day. We should have golfed today, Justin. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I threw out. But, uh, Justin yeah. just can't seem to understand. You can't tell, like, ask me generally a day before, unless it's maybe the weekend. But case, then, I, but then, in my defense, then I texted about Friday, and I, I never got a response. Fridays are just kind of hard, because we do it after the show. Fridays are for leaving work early, not making me stay at work later because I go and play golf right after the I show. I mean, we can do in the late afternoon if you want. I'm open. I've... Okay, let's think about this. Okay. God forbid, Justin, we ever plan something a week in advance. But at least no, you're trying. Oh, no, I'm not a planner. Three days is any, – ask, ask anyone that knows me, three days is a ton for me. This is the single guy that has a roommate still. Yes. Yeah. Oh, not, yeah. You're not married and no. I've got a kid on the way. You've got a baby. <laughs> yeah. Planning's the best thing we can do with it. Oh lives. man, you and know, get work- something said and something. Oh, I had it planned a week ago, babe. I can't oh. get out of it. Suck yeah, it. Planning. Worst part, uh, Saturday had a lot of plans for a long time. Ninety percent chance of rain. Oh, for this Saturday? Yeah, not uh, looking good. What, what, See, what, that's what, what that's why do? I don't plan. It's so disappointing. What were you gonna do? Crouch? Play golf, golf server. Oh, I got yeah. a golf scramble. And it's... Well, I know one place that rain, rain, go away. Who cares? Because you can keep on play in Bobby Cook Golf Academy. Over off Exit 4, Southern Indiana, go to bobbycookgolfacademy.com to learn more. Get lessons from Bobby himself. Get three lessons for 150 bucks. You won't find a better value. Perfect Mother's Day gift. Or if you want to go way ahead and get Father's Day gift. But it does lessons for any people, any level. You could just be starting. You could be a professional just looking. Well, if you're a professional, I'm sure you 
you you well, you know what? Bobby has won plenty of tournaments himself. So you could still learn a thing or two from Bobby Cook at the Bobby Cook Golf Academy over there on F- exit four, BobbyCookGolfAcademy.com. This is Kentucky Roll Call, and we'll be right back. Roll call. What do you guys want? Get some sour cream and onion chips with some dip, man. Some beef jerky, some peanut butter. Get some Hagen Dazs ice cream bars, a whole lot of hot. Make sure chocolate. Gotta have chocolate, man. Some popcorn, red popcorn, graham crackers. Graham crackers is the marshmallows, little marshmallows, and little chocolate bars. And we'll make some s'mores, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yo. <laughs> Also, celery, grape jelly, uh, Captain Crunch with blue crunch berries, pizzas. We need two big pizzas, man. Everything on them with water, whole lot of water, and onions. Yeah. That's it. I'm in love with Mary Jane. She's my man. Trevor still plays the rejoins and music in and out of shows, and I just feel like the big guy's with us today, you know? Of course, he's just sleeping in his bed <laughs> with a sleep apnea mask on right now, but it feels like he's still in the studio with us. Today is his day. I wonder if he still, like, sets his alarm for 420, like he's, you know, 15 years Man, old. Man, it actually is kind of Trevor cute. When your Trevor Kelsey is an everyday 420. Well, yeah, he said yes. he's been praying all day f- today for it, and yesterday, and the day before that, and the day before that. <laughs> Did he actually Pract- say that to you? Yeah. <laughs> Practice makes perfect. That's exactly what I said back to him. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Hope you're having a great start to your day. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Either one of you two have any funny 420 stories, college shenanigans? Justin, what's the history of, of the holiday? I've always heard that it was California kids after school. They would meet up. They were scheduled to meet up about 4.20 every day. The other uh, – That's the one I've always heard. The other rumored meaning behind its significance is that was police code for possession. Mm-hmm. So I've heard that as well. Got a yeah. 4.20 over here. And Hitler's birthday. Oh, that was the other one. Okay. That's much darker. Well, they, yeah, that one I never really understood. <laughs> like, why would you connect that? That's definitely the 4.20 talking. Should we read a history.com article on the hazy history of 420? <laughs> Maybe ask Justin some trivia questions. We know he loves trivia uh, questions yeah, on when you history. Yeah, when you put him on the spot. Man, I choke. He, then he has the nerve to be like, can you give me a heads up? Yeah, you're just going to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not a cheater. I just want some time to think about it. Okay, here's let's, uh, let's, let's read this article. This is not good radio, but. Whatever. Who cares? Uh, Many 420, uh, they don't know the origins, vague recollections of once heard tales. Some believe it's the number of active chemicals in marijuana. Others that it's based on a tea time in Holland. Some reference the birthday of Hitler. Others, Bob Dylan's legendary Everybody Must Get Stone refrain. And from his hit Rainy Day Woman, number 12 and 35, 12 multiplied by 35 does equal 420. But in reality, it all be traced back to a group of five California teens who used to hang out by a wall outside 
their San Rafael school. Hey, San Rafael? A meeting spot that inspired the nickname the Waldos. In the fall of 1971, the Waldos learned of a Coast Guard member who had planted a cannabis tree and could no longer tend to the crop, provided with a treasure map, some say the plant's owner himself, supposedly leading to the abandoned product. The group would meet at the Louis Pasteur statue outside their high school at least once a week to conduct a search. Their meeting time, 4.20 p.m. after practice. They were all athletes. The Waldos would pile into a car, smoke some pot, and go by the nearby forest for the elusive free herb. One of the original members of the Waldo said we would remind each other in the hallways we were supposed to meet at 420. It originally started out 420 Lewis, and we eventually dropped the Lewis or the Louis. They never did find the plant. Oh, man. It's pretty shocking that isn't a movie. That is, yeah. Like, that, that's like a, a stoner comedy? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. great premise for a stoner comedy we've got to find the long lost pop you don't even have to make it a stoner comedy you could do it like a stand by me and i think it'd be good you could almost make it like a hbo funny series and mm-hmm. like you know call it the every day you do like a yeah they go for the search and, right and then the, that is funny they a just different get stoned in their car and then they'd have to go find something which is like the last <laughs> thing <laughs> you lose stuff when when you smoke uh but so there's the history justin nailed it well, i can't good believe job. it the group called the Waldos. Of course, we got to get to pot as a topic for Justin to to get a, a history trivia <laughs> right? question right. Yeah, so. I'll nail those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trevor Junior. Moving up to his name. And then you know, since the uh, since four twenty has kind of become popular in just American culture, weed has taken a long road and legal in a lot of states. Uh, medicinal marijuana, even a more. Was it even uh, legal anywhere when we were in college? High school? This article says 2003 is California medicinal. legislator codified. Codified. You put it in law. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. The medical marijuana law the voters had passed. Mm, okay. The name, the bill name was SB 420. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Oh man! Oh, potheads! What an adorable. <laughs> what an adorable bunch of people. Good stuff. I could I could read the history on this stuff for a while. But I am curious how many states have it fully legalized, all that stuff. Maybe we could look that stuff up during the break. This is KRC. Text into the show, 502-414-1450. Yeah, more UK, more good news for UK football. We talked about that uh, to start the show. UK <laughs> baseball, the Batcats take on Louisville, the final series of the season between those two teams that's at five o'clock tonight we discussed that a little bit uh, Kentucky needs to go ahead and beat the stinking Cardinals I wanted to bring up Roush the college basketball assistant coach carousel is that oh. thing churning is it burning Joel Justice didn't get the UNCG job <gasps> they gave it to Mike Jones who Mike Jones? Who? Who? Was Rad- <laughs> it was Mike Jones from Radford. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I, I guess you didn't hear me. <laughs> it's it's actually kind of shocking how many Mike Jones are still out there. That, a lot of them. Yeah. There was a Clemson linebacker uh, transfer. It would be fun growing up and being a Mike Jones and having that song. Well, especially kids now. I mean, that song came out right around. I mean, you would be naming your kid after the Mike Jones at this point because – it was probably 18 years ago, right? 2003, 2004, something like that? I don't know when that song. I thought it was a little later that. 
probably it was probably came out in like oh five. I would say I was in middle school. Good call. Oh yeah! Wow, April nineteenth. Uh, oh my goodness! Two, uh, a day ago, and Mike Jones was hired years. on that day. Wow. Wait, that is kind of crazy. <laughs> that is pretty crazy. That's maybe tweetable. The Tweakables. That's another great song. John Calipari, The Tweakables. You ever heard that? I'm got Tweaked it with a baseball bat? Tweaked it like this? Tweaked it like that? <laughs> I, I did. I, I do remember that. Yeah. It was... Uh... 2014. <laughs> That's great. Another great song. Uh, not Mike Jones related. Hey, that is kind of funny. Nope. So he didn't get the UNCG job. Nope. I think some folks were anticipating that he'd have a pretty good chance to be able to land that job. And there's just been rumblings all over the place. Your ex-boss has dropped hints. Other people are hearing rumblings. And then what I found interesting is the Illinois insiders are starting to tell their people, all right, it's time to get worried. Uh Uh-oh. So it does seem like there's some communication between Orlando and Tigua and Kentucky, and Kentucky's trying to bring Antigua back to Lexington. Antigua. Antigua. Yeah, that's how do you fix Kentucky basketball? You bring back the Antigua. Was that his? La- I think that was his last year. By the way, at UK, we've really come full circle here. Did he not do twenty fifteen? No, I think that was the first year slice. First and only year, right? Or did he do two years? Uh, maybe first and I think first and only year. Anyways, I think it was his last year. It was fourteen. Mm-hmm. But there, how do we feel about this, Roush? I feel like I'm going to have to be the guy who pours water on it if Antigua does come back to UK because I don't want to be that guy, but Orlando Orlando Antigua is not the solution to all of Kentucky's basketball problems. He's just not. (laughs) That is so so true. I mean, it's the same thing with like Kenny Payne leaving last year. His absence was not the reason why Kentucky struggled. There's some Kentucky fans that are convinced the Knicks are good because Kenny Payne's there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's ludicrous. Now, granted, he played a role in, I'm sure, bringing in some of those UK guys, like Nerlens, who was a free agent. He's done well for them. Uh, But... It's it's Tibbs. It's the main guy, the head honcho. I don't. I don't. I just don't. That's the part that I worry about. This is that you're going to get Antigua back, and you just expect the 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 magic wand quote to be way back. Now it will be fun because I. I mean, Orlando Antigua is a very likable guy. The swag that we associated with Cal. I mean, a lot of it came from him. What was it? I forget. It might have been that UK All Access thing before the 2013 team, and you had that footage of Antigua sitting in behind a computer in a desk, and he had some sort of line. I forget exactly what it was, but when I think of Orlando Antigua, I think of him behind that desk saying something. You better watch out, like something's coming. You know, he said something along those lines, and it's just that's that's what I think of when I think of him. But that was eight nine years ago. Things have changed. He did help make Illinois basketball really good again, and I think he can help Kentucky become really good again, even though that, I mean, what's going to be funny, TJ, is Kentucky's going to be better this year and everybody's going to give, if, if Antique was back, it's like, it was, it was Coach O! Oh, wow. We always talk about Calipari playing chess, not checkers. Maybe he should know that the team's going to be better this year and not want to do that for that exact reason. Just to, like, yeah. I'll suck it all of you. Yeah, you can't. You can't. That is true. That is going to happen. And people are going to be like, well, I don't think it's a coincidence. And Teagle <laughs> joins the fold and it's finally. Just, it's just so. Recruiting's different than it was seven it, years ago. It's and I different think it, than it was really five years ago. And it sure as hell is different than it was ten years ago. 
But like, it's different. I, I would, I would like having Orlando Antigua back. I like Orlando Antigua a lot, and I think he could do some good things. But it's not just some sort of lifesaver. All of a sudden, Kentucky's going to be going back to winning thirty-five games just because he's sitting on the bench. Correct, and it's not like you're going to start pulling in John Wall, Marcus Cousins, Eric Bledsoe classes either, just because you could get him back. Recruiting is different. More teams are just don't have any issues cheating. It seems like nil and all that stuff. People just don't care about that stuff anymore, and it's harder to get players. And there are G League options that play, that pay a lot. Whatever. It seems like Kentucky is going to be the only team to have a guy that's probably going to go to Kentucky that's going to end up in the G League with Hardy, which is mm-hmm. annoying, but it is what it is. Right. But for the most part, I don't think the G League's a huge threat or will be a threat on an annual basis for the most part. Will he help? Absolutely. People that think that like UK's recruiting just overnight is going to be drastically different or better, I think you're going to be a little disappointed. But anything helps. I would be for it. My only question is, what does this mean for the staff? Because you can't just have you can't have Antigua, Justice, Lucas, Barbie, no, it's just too many people. Flint, well, Robic. And, and the thing is that you have to consider as well. You know, Barbie's always been the guy that we thought, well, he's not going to be here long, and five years later, he's still at Kentucky. But if you brought in, if if you brought him in to push Barbie out the door, or Barbie got another job, or whatever the hell it might be, he's not even in a recruiting role right now. So there would have to be another staff shakeup. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know what that would be. I don't know what it's going to look and, like. And here's here's what I can tell you is that Cal doesn't want to fire anybody, and he likes all these guys. He doesn't think anybody's deserving of being fired and I don't disagree with them uh, I don't know I you know I don't know the ins and outs of the program but I, I I don't think and I think people that are like oh man justice and I'll get labeled like a justice butt slapper I do know Joel and I like Joel personally but um the people that are like I wish he would have gotten the job it doesn't seem like he can land a head coaching gig what the hell's going on we need to get him out he does a lot Kentucky's lucky to have him. That's my opinion. If you think differently, I don't think you know a lot of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes with Joel from an analytics standpoint. Somebody tweeted me and they were like, he's supposed to be the analytics guy, but our basketball couldn't be more uh, like old school archaic. It's like, stop. It's also like the Hagen's quickly maxi last season. You got, you got stuck with, and, and you just got stuck with a bad roster. That's what happened there. Kentucky's lucky to, to have justice on the staff. I don't know. There's been some rumblings that he may join Wes Miller's staff at Cincinnati. I don't think Cal wants to fire anybody, Roush. But I do think he wants to – he's going to have to open up space if you want to bring Orlando back. So my guess is what happens if Orlando does come back. And I don't know if he will or won't. But Illinois people, they've met. Kentucky and Orlando and Teague will have talked. They've met. I don't know where in the process it's at. I don't know if Orlando is interested. I don't know if it's a money thing. I I don't know where things stand with that. But Illinois is starting, their insiders are starting to tell their folks, like, it's serious, something's going to happen. So my guess is Cal will hold one of these assistants' hands and say, hey, I've got a buddy at this place, they're going to bring you on, you're going to be an assistant there now. That way it's not like a firing, it's just kind of a mutual moving on or taking a better gig or uh, getting a different title. That's my guess of how this unfolds, but... Uh, but I, but I, I, I think, can't say for certain that Orlando Antigua is even going to take the Kentucky job. I don't know. Do we want to connect some dots? Yes. Uh, yesterday, there was a – before that, that hiring got official, here's a tweet 
from one Tile Cucker. Which, by the way, how have we not? I mean... <laughs> Some Joel Justice chatter here. And it is true that he interviewed for the head coaching gig at UNCG. Position his good friend Wes Miller just left for Cincinnati. That seems to be a great fit for Justice. His home area, but would be a blow to Kentucky and its recruiting. Good friend Wes Miller. They are boys. Do we think that maybe that's how, what Joel does? He makes the leap and becomes Wes Miller's top assistant at UC? I don't think it's impossible that that happens. Yeah, I think that when I'm when you try to connect the dots and you know Cal doesn't want to fire anybody because he likes these guys, uh, what, like would a be a good connector. Way, what would be a good way to kind of get people to get in some and, – and I do think Cal kind of tells his assistants you don't want to be with one dude forever. Now, of course – John Robick has literally been with him forever, <laughs> uh, and a lot of his staff has been. But I, I, I'll i be interested to see how this shakes out. But I think that was good on you, Roush, to be like, hey, if it does happen, let's all just kind of calm down for a second. Yeah, yeah. But it'd be good news, and Kentucky basketball well, can use any good news. If, if yeah, that's what fans yeah. like and it gets them excited, then that's, that's great. Yeah. We can get excited, but there's also a – you know, we, we we shouldn't come in like we just beat Murray, Moorhead State by 50 points. Learn the lesson there. Hand up. <laughs> <laughs> Have hey. you learned your lesson about Salsaritas? I mean, there's so many lessons to learn. Like, they have f- fresh, delicious homemade salsas that pack so much flavor mm-hmm. in each punch. And two, you eat them with the most wildly addictive chips in America. They're thin. They put a nice little... Uh, I don't know what the, the 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 seasoning on it is, but it's absolutely wonderful, and they're also hot and fresh right out of the oh, so good salsaritas. They will hook you up no matter what you get out there. I'm a nachos guy with the chips on the side, so those crunchy chips don't get soggy. But they got everything for you: burritos, quesadillas, tacos, taco salads, whatever you want. It's the freshest you'll find it in the city of Louisville. They've got two locations on Hubbard's Lane in St. Matthews, and one out of Middletown where you can got to drive through. Don't even have to get out of your car to get that great Salsaritas. Download the app beforehand and save some bucks when you go in. It's Salsaritas, deliciously different. And remember, round up your change. I went yesterday, and it was cool. The cashier was like, would you like to round up your change? The other times, I had to ask if I could. Oh. I'm glad that they're doing that now where they're asking the people. But round up your change to the Make-A-Wish Foundation chapters of Indiana, Ohio, and Kentucky. You can do a little good. When you go to Salsaritas in the month of April. You've got to be just rolling in Salsaritas bucks. I, I got this alert yesterday on my app. This is what made me think of it, that when you mentioned the app. I got this. I, I don't know how it worked, but it just said, you've got $10 to Salsaritas. I don't know. I didn't do anything. I just scanned my <laughs> app, and all of a sudden I've got $10 to Salsaritas. So I don't, you know, normally I'll try to go once a week, get a little taco salad, obviously the Blue Powerade, obviously the Wild Addictive Chips. And it does, you you don't feel like duty if you go out to eat lunch at some of the other places. You know, you get some greasy fast food. It feels good after eating Salsaritas. Oh, it's a taco, it's a salad. The I mean, only, it is technically a salad. The only problem I have is I just don't want to stop eating when I'm there. You, you get where you're like, man, I could. Well, they don't call them. Unaddictive chips. That's true. Hey, I'm going to go today, guys, so I'm going to need one of your referral codes. You talked me into it. Oh, I can gladly give you my referral Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Terry. no, screw you, Terry. I want Nick's. Yeah, there we go. Hey, you've you've so gotten enough. for the little guy. Oh, yeah, you've I, gotten enough. I go a hell of a lot more than you all. I should get them. 
And Roush from the south end, it's like a 45-minute drive. Well, you're also the rich kid of us all. So. What the hell is that? What the hell is that? What the hell is that? Drives him to salsa what the hell? He, he's, got a, he's got a lake house and owns horse and owns racehorses. The rich kid. Give me a break. <laughs> Since we're gonna do a, a daily double, do you want to just go ahead and get uh, get to the text line? Well, the daily we could do start the daily double in like a minute. We could start it probably now. You Justin. can actually start it now, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, let's start the Daily Double. How about we read one text? Now. One text. No. 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 Do recommend 5-0 Lou for your short shirt order. Oh, okay. Thanks for the recommendation. That's the one you wanted, Nick? Uh, <laughs> according to The Hub, Lisa Ann is the ranked 21st most popular star. Two spots behind Johnny Sins, one spot behind Adriana Cheat. Chichik. Now you sound familiar with those people. So we're doing the same joke we did yesterday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll be back. Hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Roll. We got a full text line to get to 502 414 1450 and some more recruiting talk when we return. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll, Roll Call here Roll. on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on the Big X. We appreciate you spending your Tuesday with us. Remember to download the podcast, leave a review if you don't mind. Stuff always helps. And then KRC comes on again at 9 o'clock here on Big X Sports Radio. And one way to listen is the data and hassle-free streaming number, 515-605-5382, or the TuneIn Radio app. Podcast also goes to iHeartRadio as well. All right, get your text in the show, 502-414-1450. We've got a lot to get to, and we had some breaking news during the double Breaking news! Savir ah! Wheeler from Georgia. Oh, I remember few him. Bright spots that Georgia had. A little five ten guard. Led the SEC in assists from Houston. Yes, uh, I think he may have also led the SEC in turnovers, but neither here nor there. Eh, you know, but like his last game, he had thirteen assists and five turnovers. All right, if you're having thirteen assists, you can kind of look. You by can have five some, turnovers. You can look yeah. by some turnovers. Yeah, so. I, uh, I, I, I've, this is a guy that I've been, George has lost several players and he has been the one that Georgia fans have been like, all right, you know, you can hit the mark, the transfer portal. As long as you got Wheeler, you can build maybe a tournament team around him Cause that's really the expectations at Georgia. This is a big loss. Tom Crean, he's toast to Georgia. I don't even know if they'll let him do this year or not. They probably will. I'm guessing, but like, they're going to be terrible again. Wheeler says that he's going to enter the draft or the portal, but more likely it's going to be the portal. If I'm Cal, I'm I'm looking at Wheeler's and I, he's you know I wouldn't I don't know if I'd say he's right there with Carr necessarily, but he's in the same boat as a Carr. He's in the same boat as a Harmon from Oklahoma. McClung, a little bit different type of player. Wheeler is kind of strictly a, a point guard, but another option, Roush, and this is a good reminder that. 
this transfer portal. We're all kind of learning this stuff as we go. This isn't the first go-around, but this is clearly the biggest Mm -hmm. market for the transfer portal. Don't you think uh, OU of L would rather be able to go recruit Wheeler than just going and taking that dude for Marshall? Yeah. Point is... You got to kind of be patient with this stuff. Mm-hmm. More names are going to come out. I said once that the one and done thing that you're going to hear more names. There's already been several. I think there's probably going to be at least maybe a couple more. But uh, Wheelers, in addition to the portal, may also go pro. But Kentucky, Roush, on the one hand, I know we're all a little anxious. And I know we're all a little bit eager to see who Kentucky will add, how it'll unfold, what the roster is going to look like, especially since last year was so horrible. It's just like you can't do that again, so how is it going to all unfold? Then on the flip side, there's just too many options for Kentucky for us not to feel good about it. Mm-hmm. There's just too many options. Like Kentucky's not going to strike out. It's just what is the best. This is a tough spot for a coach like Calipari. I bet a lot of these dudes, if Kentucky was like, you're our guy, commit now, you're in. I bet a couple of them would probably do it. It's just they're weighing their options. Kentucky's weighing their options. Kentucky's got to wait to see who else may enter the portal. These other kids may want to see, like, is Davion Mintz going to return? So they may be waiting on some of Kentucky's roster issues. That's another thing with Calipari is do you know what Mintz is doing? Do you know what he's not doing? It's a difficult dance but, Roush, there are too many options to fail. Just too many good dudes. Too many good players that Kentucky can grab. Too big to in. fail. <laughs> but there really are too many options for Kentucky to come up empty. So that's the good news. The bad news is you still have to figure out which are the best options and then still try to key in those. And then you never know when you need, as Chris Mack, he got that Marshall transfer on the hook. All right, we got to get him. This may be the best we're going to do. Then a dude like Wheeler enters the portal, who is everything that that Marshall guy is, except Wheeler's just better. So, I don't know. I don't know how it shakes out. I don't know who Kentucky gets. I've got my preferences, Roush. I'm sure you probably have yours yourself, but Wheeler moves up the board for me. He'd be kind of just your true point guard, where a lot of people talked about C.J. Frederick. We talked about him yesterday. Yep. Our opinion was pretty much the same. Oh, if he wants to come and be like the eighth or, eighth or ninth guy, hell yeah. Like, sure, that'd be a great bench option to have. Mm-hmm. But if Kentucky's got to rely on this dude, I get more nervous about it. I don't feel as confident. I don't like it as much. But just imagine if you had somebody like Wheeler, who led the SEC in assists last year, seven and a half, and he's got Dante Allen, C.J. Frederick on the wing, the way that he can pass and get guys open, it would just be be insane. It, it, and no point guard would want to not have those options. He's also a nice little defender at 5'10". You know, think Tyler Eulis. He's not as good as defender as Tyler Eulis, but he gets a lot of steals, has good basketball yeah. IQ. I watched a lot of Wheeler. I mean, he was the only player with Georgia that you really, like, noticed. Yeah. No, you're exactly right about that. The being short is kind of a knock on him, but uh, I know – I saw Chris Fisher tweeting about it yesterday. Uh, he must be a Kentucky roll call listener because he's kind of been, he, he was saying exactly what we've been saying for a while. There's a lot of pieces where you have outside shooters. You've got a good big inside. You just need to have a great penetrating point guard to be able to get these guys open. Yeah. So that's who's the, who's the best of the bunch. How much faith do you have in what car will do versus we like this? This is a, Dangerous game you're playing, <laughs> you know, where you're and, – and you also have to consider, too – I guess there they, is – They yeah. might change it, but the SEC still has their rule about intra-conference transfers. So maybe that's enough just to be like, you know what, we'll wait it out and see what else can come up. 
going to be fascinating. And that's the thing. I guess there is a scenario where I say, like, there's too many options to fail, where if Kentucky says, you know what, Carr's already told us he's coming here. He's our dude. We're going to let him go through the NBA stuff, but he said that he's coming here. And then if Carr had a change of heart where you waited all this time, right. I guess, like, the absolute complete disaster scenario would still potentially be on the table. But you would think that it, they would go to Carr and be like, listen, if you're not, if you think there's even a chance that you may not come here or you may end up going pro, you got to let us know. And hopefully, I don't know, but it's going to be fun. Like, you, you've got McClung, you've got Harmon, you've got Carr. Maybe Wheeler gets added to the mix. Uh, there's more names, obviously. Why can't I think of some of the uh, – I'm not throwing Rocket Watson there. He doesn't count. Maybe maybe Mince – did you see Mince's Instagram post yesterday? Oh, good gravy. Man, buddy, you know what you're doing, pal. That was a hell of a – Wait, is this it? Is this it? Because it's what two minute video, and it's a bunch of highlights, and you think at the very end it's going to be a run it back one more time, Kentucky. Yeah. Let's do it again, or even like a like thanks, thanks. UK for the memories. Yeah, like, I'm I'm gone. See you later. <laughs> yeah. Nope, it was just like I think even like the lyrics were like I'm back. Something <laughs> like I think like it even like said that in the lyrics. So he's definitely toying and teasing with us. But it was fun to watch the highlight videos. It makes you like. Hey. All right, let's let's get another let's get another mince. And I'd rather have mints than so like the way I'm breaking this down, Roush, is point guard, ball handler, and I want like a shooting guard. Could also be another point guard that is more comfortable playing off the ball. And then icing on a cake is somebody like a Frederick. I want mints at the two more than I want any other option at my two in my scenario. Okay. I think I put Carr. I, I need to rank. Is it, is I need it to because rank of him. his ability to penetrate as well? Like he, he does. A, yeah, he, eh, he he's does. not a great penetrator. He not a great penetrator with being able to really do much. But as being the guy, though. Well, you know I just what I mean? like him. He's a, like a forty percent three point shooter. Oh, yeah, like it, that already Clutch. played at Kentucky. Yeah. Knows what Cal wants. It's true. It's and true. was literally maybe the lone bright spot on a incredibly tough season. So he'd be my number one. I think he's probably my number two option overall. But he's my number one two guard to make this as confusing as possible. Uh, so I'd, yeah, I'd love to have Mintz back. I just don't think it's going to happen. But that video last night had me like, oh, boy. Is it eating crow time? And I'm not – I'm just my – I think that no, he will leave. No, no, just keep, my sh- guess is that he leaves. Keep, keep saying But I would loud. most – yeah, I'd love to be wrong with fade all this. Him. Yeah. Fade Fine. Fade him. Would be great. And then at that point, people need to be thanking me. Faded. 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 Let's get to the text line. 502 414. I do. Yeah. Great song. 1450. A texter says, frankly, I hope Super League sucks. LOL. So I, I learned more about it. Justin, did you learn more about it? I did, yeah. So okay. here's the thing that I, I thought it was they were just saying it's going to be a Super League. Didn't realize, no, they're just calling it Super League. And that is so unimaginative. Yeah, I think it's got like another initial in it, too, though. Very hilarious. Um, so what they actually are doing is they want 15 permanent members in the Super 20. League. 15 permanent members and five oh, yeah. rotating. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. And they don't know how the rotating would work. They haven't come up with that yet. Well, yeah, because nobody wants to re- relegate with them. But they, well, the thing is it would almost be like a fake relegate. Because 
So I, I think what they ideally want, Justin, and you can correct me if you disagree or if I'm just flat out wrong, is they want their 15 biggest cash cows consistently in this Super Being League. Cash that, cows, that's yes. going to basically take the spot of the Champions League. But to be fair, and I'm using air quotes around fair, they do want other clubs to have a chance to be able to play in this league. And they are spinning it as, can you imagine what that'd do for your little club if you worked your way up the Premier League and you got an invite to the Super League? Like it, you'd be rich. Like you're, mm-hmm. you change your your club's fortunes for the next couple decades. They're trying to sell that, but other but but other places just aren't for it. They don't like it. And this is this is to replace the Champions League. Yes, it would like the Super League. I guess theoretically would still want to play in the Spanish Premier League or but La Liga. The, but the want, other leagues are like, screw you. Yeah. We don't. You can't play in our league now. And then these traditional teams are like, well, you can't say that to us because we do a Champions League. We just want to do this instead. And then you get the other clubs in the countries and Europe, Justin, and they're all basically like, well, just stop, stop ruining a good thing. We got something nice going on here. Quit it. Well, I mean, that's a thing. Soccer is the most recognizable sport in the world, and European soccer specifically. I, I just don't really get the motive behind all this. I mean, I guess I do a little bit, but... And to me, it's just so stupid. I mean, you're you're literally ousting yourself from FIFA, UEFA, all that. So here's the th- – I understand the motivation behind it. They're, they just want to be like American sports. They want to get rid of relegation and just have their rich teams stay their rich teams and cash out as much as possible. It's the same – they want to build a super conference. It's like college football comp. They want to build a super conference. So I can't yeah. blame them, but it also would just ruin how soccer works in Europe because uh, you don't I mean, I- you don't threaten – Teams aren't. If teams teams can still be bad and get a bunch of money. Let me just be the first to say I'm rooting for chaos. Yeah, and like th- I want, I want things ruined. The I want chaos feelings that I hurt. Love is, and, and if there somehow is a trickle down uh, to Major League Soccer in America, that'd be great too. Them. Yeah, yeah. I want chaos everywhere in soccer. Well, th- because the the thing that I like is that this isn't just a we're going to do this thing and there's nothing you can do about it. Oh, there's. FIFA, you all, all those leagues are like if your player's playing it, you cannot play in the World Cup, which is a pretty yeah. I also would be like BS. How are you gonna enforce that? Try me. Like how's that gonna work? I don't know, but it's a pretty big threat though. The, there's a lot of threats going around. Oh, and I, and I love that they immediately go to the big guns right away. So they're already prepared to go nuclear. And I just I also love too that in doing all of this, I've learned how many people actually are quote unquote big soccer fans. Because all soccer of these fans love to let you know that there's all fans. of these sports journos have some sort of team and they all have opinions on it. And it's been really fun to I, I feel like the Joker who's just lighting the cash on fire right now because I don't really have any shake in this game. Um, but I do think relegation is really cool. I think all leagues should do it instead of going the opposite way where you're basically taking relegation out of the equation. Yeah, I like relegation. It's cool. See, I'm not on the same page as you, TJ. I do not want to see chaos. I'm not a big. Oh, I want it. I'm not a big fan of change, anyways. I just don't care enough about European soccer to care. So, just let's hope that people get really mad. Countries do silly things. Let's. I'm. I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for talking points, Justin. Yeah, that's true. I haven't. It takes. Speaking yeah. of talking points, I haven't seen anybody that has talked about this that is happy. Other than maybe the clubs that are going to break away. I'm happy. E- even the people, though, who were fans of the clubs don't like it. That's true, yeah. It's really just, oh, the rich people. They really see it like as this. a sign of disrespect. Yeah, which I, I do love that there is a very big class dynamic in European soccer where that's like the working class's sport. And 
any sort of slight from the owners and they're Oh, I forgot, you know, <laughs> like they, they, there's buggers over here, you know, I mean, they get so, they get so bent out of shape. We think we've got a rich people problem, man. I love hearing it from them because let's, especially with British people, they've been fighting the, the man for 400 years since the industrial revolution started. They're used to this. They're ready to go to war. You thought Brexit was a big deal. This, this is Brexit. Okay. Bigger exit? Bigger exit there, sure. Let's just Bigger leave it at that. A texter says, 502-414-1450, I literally can't freaking wait for football. There's nothing like waking up on a Saturday and popping a cold one, waiting for the Cats to kick off. Minimum wins for this season? I feel like we have to start making eight the norm. I think we're past the seven win mark each season with the talent we're reeling in. Good text into the show, totally mm-hmm. relatable. And Justin, this is something I hate bringing up because I, I definitely don't like to ruffle feathers. But, like, Roush has never really even gotten to experience a catter day. No. What? Yeah. Because he works. Yeah. Works all of them. Ever? I mean. You got to take one off. He had a few off. Well, I think you still had to cover the press conferences. At least you didn't have to go to Lexington. Oh, yeah, yeah. For, like, traveling. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So, I know you were crushing six, 12 packs back at home. Yeah, there was, uh, when Bourbon and Beyond was in town for a mistake game that we got blown out, I wrote a quick post-game thing and dipped. One of those kind of deals. I don't even know if I did a post game thing. It was such a blowout. I was like, "Hey, you guys got this, right?" I just want you to have a full tailgating experience, yeah. catter day well, experience, I, where you I, wake up, you have nothing to worry about. You, your ride state, like you get, you get to go to the game. Don't have to work. Nothing. You need, you need cheer. to experience. Yeah, and that's that's my derby weekend. You, you'd be a, you'd be a blast <laughs> to tailgate with. Yeah, oh, like everybody's man. got their little groups and whatnot. Gate ten, boy. It's really hard getting a parking ticket at UK if you want to be anywhere actually near the stadium. Really? Yeah. Like, oh boy, it's really hard to break into that. And it's just expensive, which is understandable. But mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I, I just want, want a Trying good to spot. Break that I, like last year, getting so the tickets, the parking pl- passes were included with the tickets. And every game, I think, except for Georgia, I was like red lot or blue lot. Yeah. And uh, I just kind of got used to like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Just being able to pull up to the stadium and park. Pretty was, nice luxury. It was weird last year. It was. That, Did, didn't you all not get to park right by the stadium? No, they made us park in the garage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, nobody's here. What are you, were you making <laughs> us walk across? open the... spaces. Yeah. Maybe I just would have bought a ticket and been like, give me my parking pass with my ticket, and I'm not parking far away. I'll definitely have some Catterdays later on, but I'll probably do them at Duke. You know? yeah, someday, yeah, you'll yeah. get it. You'll get yeah. them someday. It'll be exciting when that day happens. But the Texas right. Just waking up on a Saturday for a game that you're pumped up about, even if it's, it doesn't really even matter what time the game's at. Sometimes I like noon games just so you can get them out of the way and you don't have to think about it all day. Yeah. But then, like the night games, when you wake up and you're like, ah, a few things I need to take care of today. But for the most part, I'm I'm on cruise control. And you start just sliding down the grease rockets. Is that what you call? Well, those are technically hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hot dogs too. Oh, that's also another great thing about Catterdays. Just like, oh, well, I'm going to drink, so who cares what I eat today? So you just oh, yeah. go to town. Oh, I definitely, there's a tailgate that I, I make it a, because, you know, you, you never know what that press box food's going to be. So I'll stop by and see what's on the menu uh, for the day. You know, maybe get a little uh, hash brown casserole if it's a noon kickoff, you know, they'll have some, some good morning fixings, you know, little sausage links or something from the grill. Uh, man, tailgating food is just so great. LSU is the best tailgating food because everybody there wants to share their food as well. Travis Graf with uh, an interesting post on the old Twitter. Assistant men's coaching job is available on UK's website for anybody to apply for. 
Oh, well. <laughs> Come on down, Orlando. So this was like a... Ah, it was a good so job probably, by Kentucky. It's been open probably things. for a while then. It has. Travis Graff said this has been up for a while. Uh, so Orlando Antigua, back to Kentucky. Probably. I love how it says this position will be helping the head coach in the overall coordination. Like everybody doesn't know who John Calperi is. <laughs> yeah. But hey, th- they those are pretty sneaky. I, having that little screenshot of Scoop is always fun. When yeah. you're like, oh man, I got it. Well, now people are just going to start checking them. But it's it's been people forget. So people have been doing that for a little while. Is there only one? Oh, there's one. Not two. Well, I guess would you not? I guess you wouldn't need it to have multiple, right? Yeah, so somebody's out. Who's it going to be? Bum, bum, bum. I think when the Super League shakes out, it won't be too much different than the Champion League is now. The Champion League's proposed changes are more or less the same as what the Super League would be. UEFA and FIFA are just grandstanding because they aren't involved. This isn't the death of the sport kind of stuff that people are making it seem like. Yeah, I that that's it definitely doesn't seem like a huge deal. If I was a member, if I was a fan of a Champion League team, I'd be like, hell yeah, let's do it. I'd be all for it, especially if it's making this this many people. Upset. Yeah, but that's the thing: the Champions League, those teams aren't set. Whereas the Super League, the the fifteen teams are going to be set. No, that's I I would be all right if I was if I was one of the, I should have I, I phrased that horribly if I was one of the teams that was going to be a permanent league team in the Super League I would kiss the Champions League goodbye yeah. and I'd be fine with that. Yeah, Super League you've got a safe home forever if you're one of those fifteen. Champions League you theoretically may not make it. But this person saying that what they're going to the proposed changes in the Champions League are going to be more favorable to some of your money your cash cows soccer is europe soccer in europe is much closer to u.s college sports than pro sports in the sense they're an extension of the community hard for us to understand as american sports fans yeah and i think it's oh i understand all right it's kind of cool that london has their neighborhood team you know Mm -hmm. there's five maybe maybe six so i do think that's a cool aspect of it i also think it's pretty cool how cheap tickets are you know, you can have season tickets and just pretty much go to matches year round for two grand. Like, okay, <laughs> have something to do uh, every other week for an entire calendar year, and it's, it's something as cool as going to. It's kind of I've, I've always enjoyed Louisville City is just because no, it's not the top level soccer, but one, it's good soccer. Like these, uh, you've gotten people that have played on a lot of international teams. And yeah, the, it's good uh, soccer, and too. It's just like, all right, there's a Louisville City game if there's nothing else to do. There's nothing else to turn yeah, what's off. what's the striker's name? Because he was uh, the dude that uh, we got out from one from Nashville. Uh, well, Mark Anthony Kay is probably the best player to play at Louisville City in my opinion. The guy last year Lancaster, was Cameron Lanc- Lancaster. Cameron Lancaster, He's good yeah. Too. Because uh, I remember somebody, it might have been uh, Brad uh, – What's his name? Or, or yeah, either him or Bollinger. Whenever uh, Cole was working there, was saying that he was with Chelsea. I think is the same time as. Oh yeah, but that was like the kid. You know that when was they like, were going up. Yeah, 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 and they were like, well, it was either going to be him or it was going to be Wayne Rooney, and <laughs> well, look where they are now. <laughs> The Kim G League so good though. The G League is a much better pro prep than playing at Gonzaga. Chet is going to play against six foot seven unathletic bigs for three months. I, that's why I said after the national championship game, Gonzaga should not do a darn thing. Uh, be, they shouldn't join another conference. They shouldn't. They should just keep what they're doing because I bet what they told Chet. And if you're Chet Holmgren's parents who are wacky, I folks, hope you all saw that picture that I put on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook group because I saw it. The 
First off, the fact that Chet announced by just putting his face all over a t-shirt. It was like he basically made t-shirt collage. Mm-hmm. They definitely grew up tie-dyeing shirts and making shirts, right? That's oh, what yeah. the Holmgrens did is like a fun family activity. When I saw your picture, Nick, my initial thought was, well, they'll be celebrating tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Swear on my life. And I, man, really fit the Gonzaga mold, too. Uh, is he, he's, he's from Minnesota, though, not the Pacific Northwest. But Gosh, he is such a weird basketball player. Yeah. It's so bizarre. He's like 6'11", 7'2", Handles the pounds, ball. But, like, he's going to get bullied eventually. But that's the thing. If I was Gonzaga, I felt like I'd have the perfect recruiting pitch for him. You are an amazing, unbelievable basketball player that's going to be a top five pick in the NBA draft. But LOL, look at yourself. You are like a skeleton. You yeah. make Gabe from the office look like a power builder. <laughs> you, are, you are tiny. So come here. You'll get challenged a little early on, and we'll kind of need we'll we'll be able to point out your points of weakness and what we need to focus on, and then you're just going to get to dominate against a bunch of scrubs from the WCC. And then you know what? By that point, hopefully you'll be ready to go for the NCAA tournament. That's going to be your measuring stick. Look what it did for Suggs. We're going to get your body right. We're going to help improve you, but you're not going to get bullied on a night in night out basis as if you were playing in the Big Ten or the SEC. It's a dream. It's it's almost mm-hmm. it's almost an unfair recruiting pitch. The more and more I'm thinking about it, hey, come here, play a couple of tough games in December and November, mm-hmm. and then like you get January and February and early March basically off, where like you just get to dominate. Everybody has fun when you're dominating, and then we'll go into March as a one seed and we'll just see what the heck happens. Gonzaga's got it made in the shade. Yeah, and uh, then when you do well in March, you can make an NFT and. Turn into a bajillion dollars like Aaron yeah. Suggs did. Yeah, that was awesome. Good for yeah. him. Yeah. Just her, that's how like college is ideally supposed to work. Like, hey, he he marketed himself at Gonzaga. The payday was when he left. Mm-hmm. Boom. And huge payday it was. Just heard Roush and Luckett talk about how UK hasn't received the Josh Allen bump in regards to the recruiting edge rushers. Don't forget about Sam Anali. Guy was a consensus four-star, and he might not start, but I expect a big year from him this year. I could see him having a Josh Allen-esque impact before his time at UK is over. Wow, Luckett and Roush trashing UK football. Yeah, the problem is is he's still not an edge, though. He's a defensive end. They moved him down there, both them up. He's going to play with his hand in the dirt. We're talking about the guys who can stand up and play in space. Much, it's really tough to find. Um and Anelli, as good as he might be as a disruptor, as a defensive end, he's just—he's not the type to stand up. But uh, you, you are right that, I mean, hell, Josh helped recruit Anelli in that whenever he came up for a visit, Josh was there, got a picture with him, boom, Allen's drafted, Anelli commits not long after. So uh, that's a good point, but he's, he's, not, he's still not playing that spot. You need to do that can stand up and, and operate in space. Texter says, TJ, do you – do the people who schedule the volleyball games also schedule the NCAA tournament games? These late starts, good grief. Never really watched volleyball on TV before, but watched last night. Go Cats. I feel like I'm just getting trolled, so unfortunately we're just the fans of the same team. So you're going to be unfortunately impacted by my bad luck and bad yep. fortune. But that being said, I was shocked but also happy Kentucky is the early game on Thursday. Yeah, Not yeah. the 10 o'clock game. Well, 
they're doing the the great thing where they're saying, "Oh, Washington, you're on the West Coast. We're never going to play you later." Wow, night. that's a good point. They're really just like so hosing other, Washington yeah, yeah. this entire time. So Washington, you're playing at four o'clock for your Final Four game. Hope everybody back home can take off work I mean, early to it watch makes, it. it. Makes no sense. They played early to so yesterday Kentucky, too. If Kentucky was ever going to have a late game, it probably should have been that one. I mean, so there was a big Love fit it. thrown when they announced the logistics to the UK or excuse me, to the NCAA volleyball tournament. And it was just one of those things, TJ, I can only have, I only have so much time to invest in certain things. So I didn't look into what the grievances were. I'm sure it was all of the stupid scheduling. And like, why couldn't you stagger these games over two days? Why couldn't you play half the Elite Eight games on one day, half on the other, and then you don't have anybody playing at weird hours? Pandemic. Oh, for heaven forbid, you spend a little bit more money and you have, you extend the tournament a little bit more. But... Hey, and, and, early and, game on Thursday, I'm not complaining. And that and that gives you the ability to flex schedule to where your West Coast teams play at your West Coast times. It's just, you know. Although I did already complain because my volleyball game's right in the middle of it. Oh. Yeah. Although it's going to be like 30 degrees. Maybe they don't cancel, though. They never cancel. Mm. It's going to be a miserable night. Yeah, it's supposed to well, snow tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Going to be sweating. My anniversary is tomorrow. I don't know if you and Justin have gotten me anything yet, but... You got about 24 hours. Justin. I won't be getting let's anything. Let's go find us ourselves a tree. Nope. <laughs> Morning. That's rude, Justin. Don't you want my happy? Don't you appreciate my happiness? Yeah, but I mean, it's not a big year. Four oh, years? Three Who years. Who cares? Yeah, three. three even three worse. big. Who cares? The Holy no. Trinity. Let you, me know uh, when it's five. I'll get, you, number. I'll get you a gift for five. You gave uh, Hannah a baby in her belly for I this sure, year's anniversary present. Sure so you're did. off the hook, pal. Oh, I, I what just, I her is, her big gift for tomorrow is just a classic TJ gift. Oh, good. Kind of benefits me. Oh, what's uh, what are you getting her for your dating anniversary too? Oh, that's not till October. Oh, okay. Oh, it's gonna be like three. The baby's gonna be born like three days before then. So See, we're, that, we're gonna have a quick this, somebody, we're gonna this, get a quick babysitter. This is we're gonna have to go out because you definitely have to celebrate dating anniversary. This is when you finally don't have to do it anymore. This is it. <laughs> yeah, this is it. You're just, hey, honey, you can sleep more tonight. I'll wake up with the baby. It's gonna once. suck That's for the, the baby anniversary. Like when the baby's seven and the wife is like, "Sorry, baby, no birthday party. We got to celebrate our dating anniversary." <laughs> it's gonna be great. Can't wait. Morning, gents. Hey, TJ, I got a bone to pick. How long does it take for an appraiser to get their reports in? I've got a home. Bill pending due to the appraiser not doing their report. I even offered to take them out to eat with the builder. LOL. If you can just YOLO build timelines, if you can just YOLO build timelines, sign me up to be an appraiser. JK. Hey, Justin, you work at hotels on the side. I'm assuming they are Indian owned per usual. So always demand higher pay. Keep up the good work. Suck it. Lazy Alabama appraisers. That's our buddy, Rocket City Rob. Wow. He really, really is not a fan of your line of work right now. Uh, it takes takes as long as it takes, Rocket City Rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure TJ's gotten that before, too. Whenever no, really, I'd like to – the sooner you get them turned in, the other, the faster you get another order. So the more the, there's an incentive for us to get them done quickly. It's just – more you get paid, Sometimes yeah. there's issues that are beyond our control, which is actually something I'm going – doing. Like, there's just a computer program issue where I cannot turn in this appraisal. It sucks. I already have it. I've sent them the PDF of it. They need another copy of it, and it's a bummer, but it's just that's sometimes reality. Also, Rocket City Rob, I do the radio show on the side because, unfortunately, I don't get paid Gosh, enough to do this. He's really so. just rubbing it in that like he's not friends with us, Roush. Mm-hmm. No anniversary gifts for three years. Yep. I mean, one, one of these days we will be friends, guys. 
one of these You're days. You're turning down Roush's poker invites every every week. Well, you, if can't. you if you all keep turning down my golf invites, I, I'm just going to keep returning the favor. I'm just returning. I'm returning the favor <laughs> that you had already given to Roush, and I'm standing in solidarity with my bald headed friend. I don't blame you. <laughs> I haven't gotten the poker invites, Justin. So consider yourself you, lucky. You both get the poker invites every time. <laughs> it's not sure. Yeah, you'll come in and be like, "Poker, who's playing tonight?" I, no. And then, and then there's never a, "Oh, pick me." Now, granted, typically <laughs> you usually play volleyball on that night. So yes, I'm a Thursday you, and Friday volleyballer now. You you do two nights? Oh yeah, psycho. Gotta stay. Gotta. You think this body keeps itself in great, <laughs> beautiful shape? Just for your summer radio fun, boys, predict the record of the season with this roster. Hickman, Ty Ty Washington. Oh, Ty Ty Washington's the guy I always forget because he's not a transfer. Mintz, Allen, Grady, Frederick, Brooks, Toppin, Collins, oh, Sheboy, Ware. Now do the same, adding an elite point guard like Carr. In your opinion, how much off? How much are we off if this doesn't happen? So let's just say that's a lot of caveats. I mean, it's a big roster, and it's just not going to happen. Like that's not going to be the roster. Yeah. And like how well, but just more for does sake, more does not always mean more. Just for conversation's sake, I think that team is probably a six or seven loss team. I think they'd have issues. The first one that I think they'd have issues sometimes having a guy take over a game um, or putting away a team. So I'd say six or seven losses. If you had Carr, I'd probably take two losses off that and say it'd be you know four to five losses. I would think, and that may be a little bullish with the car, but I really like car. I think car is the best option Kentucky can get at this point. Close predictions, good for you, Roush? Sure. Okay, um, let's go to our last break. We'll come back. We'll finish up this text line. Man, you know, maybe do a little Patreon today. I don't <gasps> see why we wouldn't. Ooh. Oh man, we've got some big breaking news to get to when we come back. What? I don't even know what this is. Is this just a Roush over? Me? Uh, Overhyping something. Okay, we'll come back. We'll find out. I think he is, but you never know. Definitely don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Say, man, you got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. (laughs) Can I make a critique of our pal Trevor Kelsey? You've got the tequila playing in the background. I know it says tequila, but the... I mean that's that's stoner enough, right? Do we need the uh, smoke two joints by Sublime too? When was Trevor ever subtle? Oh yeah, <laughs> not his strong suit, believe it or not. No, he's very on the nose. Uh, he would talk jokes to their death. I'd tell something hilarious. He'd be like, "Oh, did you mean that? Oh, that's the joke." <laughs> <laughs> Justin, we're happy you're here, buddy. Thank you. Let's get back to the text line. Uh, I feel like there's just like news hot and heavy today. So I, today's whoa, whoa, gonna be a newsworthy whoa. day. Uh, yeah, and here's my hot and heavy news. Yeah, that broke right before we went to uh, a break. Yeah, very important news that will certainly. Well, we're gonna have repercussions of this down the road. Just uh, hurry up. Joey Brackets <laughs> has his first bracket. Yeah, I saw this of 2021. Kentucky is a five seed. Louisville is an eight seed. 
and Hoosier Dinguses, Indiana Mike Woodson fighting Hoosiers are a seven seed. Hey, I'll take the it. NCAA tournament. I'll take it. You did it. I'll take it. Wow, that is big news. How happy would you Hope be with the right. seven seed? I'm in uh, Woodson's first year. I'm good with it. Yeah, let's do it. What about Woodson's sixth year? Would you be okay with it? Probably not. Because this is Calipari's 12th, and he just missed the tournament. Well, yeah, I mean, that depends. I mean, if he's gone to the tournament every year, yeah, I'm okay with a seven seed. That's what I like about you, Justin. You keep your expectations in check. That's right. I want to, uh, I'd say, another name to kind of keep an eye on. Well, we'll get to this in a little bit. Let's read some text. Oh, we got to okay. hurry up. All right. 502-414-1450. Texter says, Louisville literally has zero commits in the 2022 class. What in the actual hell is going on with those bums? Love Trevor's feedback because it's almost to the point where they should not even have a football program anymore. Really looking forward to winning by 50-plus again this season. And uh, just under two hours, their biggest tight end target is going to commit to Kentucky, I believe. So that's exciting as well. Suck at Louisville. Uh, yeah, they're, um, Scott Satterfield's going to get fired. What? Satterfield's going to get fired this year. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll probably, unfortunately, it's going to be before the Kentucky game, but it just sucks. And also, I'd love that a lot of, like, I've heard multiple people talk about just like, yeah, things aren't looking hot down on Floyd Street. There's just not the culture of the program. It's just, it's just looking bad. But you don't hear about it from any of the the Louisville. They won't. Radio Louisville folks. media won't turn until it's obvious. just like yeah, the yeah. the mast of the ship is about ready to go under. That's what they do every time. Kentucky, it's almost the opposite. It's almost like who can, who who can whine first, and then you know sometimes the truth should be somewhere in the middle with those things. Oh, what was I going to look up? Um, look up something that was really cool and exciting. What's a good game for oh, Satterfield to get fired? No. Probably Syracuse. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing is that people also, are already writing about again, it. It was on SB Nation. They said this is probably be the game that Satterfield gets fired. All really? Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, because um, some people. Think that they may have another chance against uh, Kentucky, which is silly. All right, no. Like I said, if Kentucky had zero commitments and Louisville was on the recruiting hot streak that Kentucky's on, UK fans would be losing their mind. But something else that I also just have to like sometimes remind myself, Roush, is the last two times Kentucky and Louisville played, Kentucky scored 101 points combined and Louisville scored 23. Like, it's not close. It is not close right now. If I was a Louisville fan, I would be beyond panicked. I'd be beyond frustrated. And I would just need somebody that can come in here and stop this widening gap between Kentucky and Louisville. And then you you listen to, and I know Spank and Taker is just like a parody. Mm-hmm. But he was ha- he legitimately had the take that he's happy Louisville didn't get Goodwin because he's going to be Elam 2.0. I mean, that's such just horrendous take. Yeah, it's it's, it's a horrible take. I mean, whatever you got to tell yourself to sleep at night. Man, that's actually impressive. You know, yeah, like good, that, good like, for you to come up with such a bad take. Yeah, I mean, it it's takes, clearly it a takes parody, and that's fine. Yeah. You know, he's supposedly a nice guy. He just does this stuff for, like, reaction and whatnot. But interesting business model. Did you see uh, Midnight Bourbon yesterday on the backside get loose? No. There's some pretty incredible pictures at DRF Livingston. Uh, yeah, bad visual. I know this is, is radio. But the horse got free, and horses, big, dangerous animals. 
They and, are big. And you had a camera, like all the TV media were there to watch him get his bath. You know, those are always produced great pictures. Instead, he gets free and starts running around circles, charging through bales of hay. Pretty wild stuff. So uh, go check that out. I'm putting it in the morning post as well if you want to see that in it easier. Oh, the morning post on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page? That's nice of you. Yeah. yeah I didn't know you did morning post there. <laughs> <laughs> Texter 502-414-1450 says, so... If Antigua hypothetically were to come back, would, wouldn't one of Justice Flint Lucas need to step out of the bench assistant recruiting role? If so, I don't see that happening without Justice leaving. And if it is Justice wants to leave for another job, good for him. If this is Cal trying to upgrade on Justice, I don't know about that. And I, we don't even know if it'd be Justice necessarily. Yeah. I think I think that like in a perfect scenario, he would have gotten that head coaching job, boom, opening then and there. But I, Justice is definitely not at the bottom of the pecking order of where Cal would want to you, send somebody. Maybe if you had the deal where it was like, well, Barbie, he's not even a recruiter. Maybe Barbie is out and you move Bruiser up to that role where he's not recruiting. You know, there's another way it happens. I don't know how how this will all We'll see, though. Uh, Seems unfold, like things are moving it, hot and heavy. Yeah, hot yeah. and fast. Hot and heavy is true. Now, you won't, you'll get reports, but if that job – opening is still available you've got to wait something like a week or there, there's a since it's a state job yes the posting has to be up for so long and then you have to wait for so long before you can make the hiring official so uh you would definitely get reports well before you would get anything official from uk okay texter says seems like charles walker has a tough time with zoom that's a good text mm, this is a good text yeah he was he was struggling but you know it happens I know I'm only setting myself up to get hurt again, but is it possible that Keon is staying quiet and waiting because he thinks Isaiah may, might come back? He'd possibly be third, maybe fourth man in the rotation with Isaiah, Oscar, Jacob in the front court. Definitely could be, but like I, I just cannot stress enough Isaiah Jackson's not going to come back. And if i got to jinx this thing for it to happen and me, Crow, I'll gladly do it, but folks, he's not coming back. Isaiah Jackson is projected to be like an 11th pick on ESPN's most recent update. He's not coming back. Be great if he did. But I definitely could see a scenario where Brooks is kind of just making sure that he's going to have ample opportunity to get the minutes that he feels like he deserves. I will say this about Brooks, though, is that like he's just, he's a great, he'd be a great piece. Stretch four. What more could you want? Can shoot, can put the ball on the floor a little bit. If you want people that are going to be able to spread away from Oscar inside, Brooks is the perfect piece for it. So I hope Kentucky is uh, reminding him of that. Now, if Jackson comes back, then yeah, Brooks, you, you, you'd be okay with him going. But Jackson ain't coming back. What are your thoughts about the Miami Heat are concerned about Tyler Hero and being more concerned about being a celebrity and not a good NBA player? I agree to an extent, but it could just be a sophomore slump. Uh, he's like, what, 19, 20 years old? Yeah. His priorities may not be in the right place. He'll... Uh, he seems like he gets motivated enough where I'm just sure this talk will get him back on track. But sometimes people mm-hmm. do do that. They 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 don't fall out of love with their sport per se, but they just become interested in other things. Johnny Manziel. So some of the work you put in in other areas, uh, or some, some of the work you put in other areas, some of the things you do, it will take away from your improvements in basketball. Roush says supper? Yep. Not dinner. Sometimes. It just depends. They're interchangeable for me. Yeah, same for me, too. Oh, Justin, trivia question, pal. Supper is apparently more of a rural thing. Here we go. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to give you – I'm going to make it a little broader. 
which stadium, arena, or ballpark opened up on this day 109 years ago? <laughs> it's a fa- it's a famous place where sports are played. Oh, Madison yeah. Square Garden. No, way too old. I have no idea. Come on, you you can come up with this because I would say I, I would have two guesses. Okay, and, and since TJ is a Red Sox fan, I would say Fenway Park. Okay, that's one guess. Old stadium never can go wrong. My, with the my old other stadium. guess would be Wrigley Field. Those okay. are my two old guesses. stadiums. Great baseball stadiums, much more in use. Old stadiums than anywhere else. Yeah, great, uh, great guesses. It is the Red Sox. Mm. And if you've seen Fever Pitch, they mention you know Fenway opened the same week that the Titanic sunk. So mm. you knew recently the Titanic sunk. Or, well, not recently, <laughs> but many, many. Many, many, many years ago. <laughs> Everybody's seen Fever Pitch and can remember it. Line by line, yeah. yes. You're getting into a Sweeney? I'm not really getting into it, but, you know, just want to make sure that he, as the mouthpiece for Louisville Athletics, knows that Satterfield's getting fired. Just let him know. Gotcha. Just, we, need, we need that conversation to be had more on those airwaves over there. On belt slapper hyperbole. You. That's what we call it. Texter says... UK has nothing original in regards to team identification. The interlocking K is similar to U of H and the U of Buffalo, uh, U of H and U of Houston. The Wildcat head looks like Kansas State, and Tennessee had checkerboards first. I don't really care, first and foremost. I don't think our UK logo is like the most appealing logo in the world, but I certainly don't care about it and doesn't bother me. The Wildcat head, I think, looks solid. I just always think retro's great. I think Louisville's done some better things lately yeah. with their logos and jerseys than Kentucky Certainly. has. Um, and then Tennessee with the checkerboard. I love that we just cucked them out of the checkerboard. I love it. Yeah. I know people hate the checkerboard. That's fine. Maybe they do overuse it too much. Um, I am kind of a fan of just switching up the jerseys every so often, but I get it. The basketball jerseys have been the same for a while. I just, but I, I, do, I do like the checkerboard with UK. I think it looks good. It looks good with football. And I, I do like like the little tip of the cap to the horse racing industry. That is so ingrained in Kentuckians. Yeah, it would just be nice if, you know, it's been five years. New uniforms would be cool. Yeah, I'm okay. Cool. I'm okay it's, with that. Checkerboard is probably children. not going to go anywhere, though. Right. Like, right. It just, but you can, you can do it. It was really cool when the they did it on the John Wall uniforms when they had it as like the belt buckle. Well, and they had it as like a background on the jerseys. Those jerseys, yeah, that was the watermark subtle. looking. Yes. Those were dope. those, and they, they switched them Calipari's first year, middle of the year, but they started with like the water, or maybe they never started with that with Calipari. Maybe that was just Gillespie, but the watermark was, checkerboard were some of, they were just huge. That was the only issue with them. That was like back when people wore them down to shorts, their ankles. Yeah, you know? yeah. Norman shorts. That World. was a deal. Yeah. Um, ooh, I did want to mention briefly. Big day for Miss State in the portal yesterday. DJ Jeffries, former UK commit, the only person to ever decommit from Calipari, yeah. went to Memphis. Now he's going to Mississippi State, and he'll play alongside Garrison Brooks, uh, who is a second-team All-SEC guy for North Carolina a couple of years back. Those two dudes just scream Mississippi State for me. Undersized physical bigs. That's Ben Howland basketball right there, baby. In a normal SEC year, this could be like one of the better teams in the SEC, what Mississippi State's putting together for next year. But what I would say is SEC is going to be loaded, so I think this will be like a five seed in the SEC. But SEC is going to be the best it has literally ever been. And if we weren't so pressed for time, we could talk more about that. Mm-hmm. SEC is going to have its most hyped-up basketball season of all time. so much more. A lot more. Y'all better get this basketball 1v1 game going. Once little Carolina born, it'll never happen. Well, I turned my ankle, and now Roush has been complaining about his knee or back, or what was it? All of them. I'm falling apart. We really do need to get <laughs> it in so quick. 
Oh, It'll just God. end up turning into like a game of horse. It really, it really <laughs> is sad though that like last night, I, f- I was doing a stretch. So just like I've got everything hurts right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. All because I weeded the day You're before. You're not even thirty yet, buddy. Jesus. What was a more gratifying win for you, beating Lamar on his home turf as 28-point dogs or the win at Florida? To be honest, I'm going beating Lamar and seeing the Louisville fan base absolutely speechless. Bobby Petrino so ticked, shaking Mark Stoops' hand at the end of the game was a cheer on top. Me and the family were absolutely going bonkers in our basement together. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Austin freaking McGinnis. Yeah, McGinnis was the man. Yeah, I think if you live in Louisville, it's got to be the UVL game. But the Florida one was phenomenal as well. And if you live outside of Louisville, maybe it's the Florida game for you. But I was kind of thinking just I don't think the Louisville-Kentucky fan, the Kentucky fans living in Louisville are appreciated enough throughout the the fan well, base. Well, and it's also thought of similar to how Eastern Kentucky fans, they got to deal with Tennessee. Sure. It's just who you deal with the most. We don't ever really deal with Florida. Just beating that felt like, you know, weight was lifted off big of you time. By beating and that was fun. It was a good win. It was the start to a, a but, really fun season. Man, rubbing their faces in Lamar, mm-hmm. just oh goodness gracious, that's glorious. Yes, glorious. Who enters the parent transfer portal first, Duke or Baby Walker? Oh, I don't know. Could be either one. Mm-hmm. Hey, Justin, Jack Grossman said you suck. Oh wow, Grossman wow. is the absolute worst. Sounds like an eleven-year-old girl. First off, I'm not going to take any Grossman slander here on this airwave. Secondly, I highly doubt he said that Justin sucked. I, w- I mean, I was kind of one. Me and him have never crossed paths. Uh, oh, bad blood? No, we've just we've never been in the same place, same time. Uh, Ooh, is Justin Jack Grossman? Oh wow, we never know. Wow. I just sound his voice. Zach Grossman has a really interesting voice, I like and it. I am great for not him. even close to it. Tesh says, Justin, you have never said anything more truthful. Suck it, Fat Stacks Walker. <laughs> Texter sent in a picture, which, just take it easy on the pictures. What's the matter, dog? You embarrassed. This guy's a gangster. His real name's Clarence. (laughs) (laughs) TJ's face when you called him rich kid. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good picture. Yeah, it was great meme usage. An eight mile meme? Wow. TJ, do you plan on doing a challenge Patreon today or has that passed? I can see it. Not a priority of yours anymore. Not mad, just very disappointed. Chill. I and I've all, you you chill. You're right to you're right to call me out on it. We didn't have internet at the house yesterday for whatever reason, so I just wasn't gonna deal with it. Uh Texter says, Have you heard the latest developments in the Super League? There are some rumbles that some English teams may be backing out due to backlash. Specifically, Chelsea and Man City. This story is absolutely fascinating. It is. And a lot of threats being thrown around. I just think uh, everybody needs to hold strong and throw dirt at your opponents. And let's make this thing real messy and ugly. And let's just hope for the worst. Matt Jones predicts the coaching staff won't be the same once the season starts. Who stays and who goes? We've talked well, about that a good chunk of today's show. Hey, and go back and check it on the podcast if you if you yeah. turn in, tune in live right yeah, now. Check it out. Find us wherever you get your podcast, wherever except you get for it. Spotify. Except for Spotify. Justin? <laughs> One of these days. How many breadsticks from Fazoli's could you legitimately eat if you were starving, considering they give out unlimited breadsticks? So and I've told I've told this story, but in college we always wanted to like have all of our roommates like dating at the same time or just like go on a date at the same time mm-hmm. and then conveniently all end up at Fazoli's and be like, Oh, that's my roommate. And then like you know, and then have a breadstick competition. Why would you need to have your women there? Couldn't you just go with your friends to have a breadstick You think I'm going to down 50 breadsticks and not have a girl impressed at me? <laughs> <laughs> 
It was going to be a way for us to be able to like assert our dominance, you know, oh, and like right. show the girls Have our the chest work. Chest hair exactly. Out. Yeah, You're like, yeah, wow, yeah. I saw him take down 46 breadsticks at Fazoli's in one Sexy. sitting one time. So I'm definitely going to go many, formal with him. So legitimately, I, I don't know what my number could be because I think I could 36. get a dozen without being inconvenient. So I don't know what I could eat. 36. 36. I was thinking like 24, 25 for myself. I, I, you're, I could take a, a dozen down without even batting an eye. Easy. <sighs> yeah. And then secondly, those things are so soft. And Worst case greasy. scenario, yeah. I just put them in water and swallow it. <laughs> those grease rockets. I think I could get 50. <laughs> wow. But well, I would need money to do well, it. Well, the problem is you I, really, I would need some compensation you, you really to make my need body to feel do that it horrible. And nobody quickly wants to. because you're, you're eventually your stomach's going to be like bread, carbs, you know, I'm full. Can't do this. So you would have to eat it pretty quickly. If you pace yourself, you're going to fill up faster. My friend who's a, who listens to all his content on Spotify says that he doesn't really appreciate us joking about Spotify all the time. Gets <laughs> excited about it, and then Justin just lets him do it. It's wow. coming. I, I All I have to do is figure some things out. It's <laughs> it's not easy. How far along is that the process from the beginning stage? Uh, about halfway. I've, all I so need you to figured do, some things out, but you still have a few more to figure out. So this is going to sound really geeky, but all i got to do is track down the RSS feed. Wh- all right, and wherever we're out the of time. Hell that we appreciate is. everybody <laughs> joining us. I'm kidding. RSS feed, and then what? Yeah, and then then we're good to go, but I don't know where the hell to find the RSS feed. So if anyone knows. SoundCloud, and we have an RSS feed link. It's okay, great. well, you can step yeah. over here after we're off then and okay. show oh, me. Oh, we've got to do a Patreon. Should we finish the text on the Patreon? We should because people the next always, text people is appropriate always, for the Patreon. Yeah, people page. always hate when we do that anyway. Well, you know, there's a lot. They, you know they can pay to get on the Patreon and hear it. Yeah. They, they really want. They can. They most certainly can. You can play. You can help pay for Ju- Justin Kalen's golf outings. That's right. Which is great. Uh, all right. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. We're heading over to Patreon.com slash Kentucky Roll Call. We'll be back tomorrow. I think today is going to be a newsworthy day. Go back, Cats. Beat U of L. Dan Dan McDonald can't win the big one.